Welcome to the Andy Staples Show. Newsy weekend in the world of college football, including one very big piece of news that could be the the forecast for some even bigger pieces of news down the road. Uh, the Mac on Saturday decided it's not going to play football this fall. Uh, they became the first conference to cancel. You'd seen UConn cancel its season before, but Mac becomes the first conference to cancel. Northern Illinois kind of leading the charge on that. I'm going to bring in Chris Vanini from The Athletic. We're going to talk a little bit about what the Mac decision came down to and then what that means going forward because, you know, the conversation around what the Power Five leagues would do, one of the big things has been everybody was just waiting for somebody to do it. So there'd be cover. And now somebody's done it. But, but Chris, let's talk about the Mac first because this is something that – you know, if you were listening to to Sean Frazier, the athletic director at NIU, this is something that they probably were talking about two months ago, even when everybody else was fairly optimistic. Yeah, you know, even when the Big Ten announced it was going conference only and it cost the, the Mac a lot of games, I talked to Frazier right after that happened and he was very doubtful about a season happening anyway. You know, Sean Frazier is a guy who's very outspoken, very blunt, doesn't really, you know, hide his true feelings on things. And he had been open for quite a while that he didn't think this uh, would be a good idea. Um, and, you know, there's debate over whether or not NIU was willing to sit out the season, even if the Mac went forward. There's debate over whether or not that happened. But it was clear that they were, you know, pushing it and they got enough people on their side that ultimately the Mac presidents unanimously voted to postpone the, the fall and, and hope for the spring. Yeah, and the Mac's in an interesting situation. The, the group of five leagues, obviously different from the ones we usually talk about on this show. That They do not have the same amount of money as, say, the Big Ten or the SEC or the, the Big 12 or the Pac-12. The testing, that sort of thing. If they were going to try to do what those schools were doing, it was going to cost them a significant amount of money, much more to them. You know, a million dollars to those schools is a lot more than a million dollars to an SEC school or, or to a Big Ten school. Plus, you have the fact that their buy games with the Big Ten got canceled. You also have the fact that you know these are these are athletic departments that do take money from the academic side. The academic side at all these schools is hurting because of COVID nineteen. Then you have the the student athletic fee issue, where a lot of them take a lot of support from student athletic fees, and then. Do you charge a student athletic fee if most of your classes are online? Chris, it seemed like this was just like a snowball effect on these guys. Yeah, it, it, it... They had to find the least bad option, essentially, is what they were doing. There, there was no way to spin any of this into, into a good idea. The MAC is, like you said, the most subsidized conference in FBS. Uh, according to the Knight Commission database, uh, the, the 68% of the league's athletic income in 2017-2018 came from student fees and from institutional or government support. They had, I think, 21 buy games with Power 5 programs when, when the season was supposed to happen. That was down to five. Three of those were in the ACC announced the other day. Um, and, and yeah, the testing, bubble, stuff like this that was going to be tougher for them to get up to that compared to other conferences. I mean, you had Illinois the other day said they're going to try to test maybe every day. The SEC is going to test three times a week. It, it was something that the MAC was really not in a position to do so, and it also had its medical advisors saying that this probably wasn't a good idea to go forward. Yeah, and that's a, so the, the question is, does this 
cause other leagues to to do something similar. And and we can start with the group of five leagues because they've been a little bit different in terms of how they've handled schedules and announcements and everything else because I think they were waiting on the Power Five leagues. They were waiting to see how many of them were going to allow any sort of non-conference games because obviously those games make money for the group of five teams. The Big T- the Big Twelve and the ACC are the only ones doing non-conference games now. So, uh, but you saw the American has a schedule. The Mountain West has a framework, but they don't necessarily are haven't decided if they're going to abide by that or not. Uh, and then Conference USA still wants to go forward. What do you think ultimately happens with those leagues now that the MAC has made its decision? You know, I'm I'm of the belief they're probably going to try to wait a couple weeks possibly and see what everybody else does. I wrote a story last week about why those other group of five conferences were still doing non-conference games, why they were not going to conference only or even scrapping like the MAC ended up doing. Some of them have those power five buy games still available. They'd still like to get them. They also would like to recoup some of that money from the the games that got canceled. And if they make their own cuts, you know, they decide not to play that kind of hurts their case to try to get that as well. So there's a lot of legal financial stuff involved. The American says it's test. Uh, it's testing is the same as the NCAA guidelines as, as good as anybody else's. Tulane has already been testing twice a week, or I think they're going to test twice a week maybe. And they added two more games last week. So they're up to 12 games. Uh, and there's hope that they could still get some fans in the fall. You know, Danny White at UCF, the AD wants UCF to have seven home games because that's something he's always wanted to do. So they're going to try to figure that out. So there are a few reasons. I I think, you know, there were people in the Mac who wanted to wait. They didn't want to make this decision right away because uh, they kind of wanted to wait for the Power Five to go first and then follow in because there's concerns about maybe some other teams could try to take your best players. Maybe, you know, you could lose out on the college football playoff payouts if if everything else goes forward. So, you know, know, Northern Illinois pushed one out and the MAC uh, closed up shop, but there's still a lot of skepticism that we will get to the season. Well, yeah, but I did say, you wrote something interesting in that story last week about why you hadn't heard all the decisions from the the group of five leagues. You spoke to, to... one of the medical people at Tulane who was on the Americans board that was advising about COVID-19. And the, the quote was something to the tune of, well, whether you play August 29th or September 29th, you're still playing football. And I thought that was interesting because that, that it wasn't saying, Hey, you should play or Hey, you should stop. It was just saying, this is going to be the same either way. So make your decision. Yeah, the case he was making, Greg Stewart, uh, uh, doctor at Tulane, was that right now there was not a need to make a change was what his case was for the American. You know, the SEC, a number of conferences have pushed it back. Um, You know, the the case was the American will change if it needs to change. It doesn't need to change yet. We'll see in two, three weeks when regular students come back. A lot of people are concerned or expecting outbreaks to happen on campuses, probably make its way to some football teams, and then they'll adjust from there. The American felt it didn't need to make that decision right now, so it decided to go status quo and and will adjust uh, as it sees fit when it needs to. You guys know I like barbecue. Okay, love barbecue. Would eat it for every meal. But we all got jobs. We got kids. Even 
when we're all homebound, we don't have 16 hours to smoke a pork butt. We don't have a bunch of hours to, to cook ribs and remove all the silver skin from the back and then get them ready to go. And it's just not that easy. Sometimes you want barbecue and you want it quick and you want it now. And that's when I reach for chicken ribs. What is a chicken rib, you ask? It is chicken that tastes like ribs. It's a specially cut chicken thigh. You eat it off the bone, just like you would a rib, but you get these great hunks of meat, and it's a little healthier than the average spare rib. 75% less fat, to be exact. Less calories. Very good for you, but tastes great. They come frozen. You thaw them out. You put them in your air fryer for five minutes, or you put them on the grill. Maybe you kiss them a little bit with barbecue sauce, get that candy glaze going. It is delicious. I have an 11-year-old. He does not like anything. He loves chicken ribs. He asks me for them all the time. Go to chickenribs.com and use the code Andy today to get $10 off plus free two-day shipping. It's real smoked meat. Comes right to your door. You throw it in the freezer. You throw it in the fridge to thaw out. And then once it's thawed, you are ready to roll. Go to chickenribs.com. Use the code Andy for $10 off plus free two-day shipping. And so we move to the domino effect part of this because... One of the, the big talking points over the last few weeks with the Power Five has been there are people within the Power Five waiting for cover so they can try to cancel the season. And, and much of that has been placed on the Big Ten, that the Big Ten would be the first to do it. Uh, you had Big Ten presidents meeting over the weekend. Uh, you had the Big 12 release its schedule last week. But you know before they released the schedule, it was, are they even going to release it at all? And it seems like there's all kinds – it's just – Piece of news after piece of news. You had Micah Parsons opt out. You had Rondell Moore opt out. Uh, your alma mater, Chris, I thought was interesting last week. Michigan State told everybody, hey, this is to regular students. Don't come if you don't have to. We'll refund your housing deposit, which is a pretty big step for a massive state university to say. Yeah, and the, the president of the school, he's a... I don't know exactly what his background is, but he's a former doctor, has a medical background on stuff like that. And, and yeah, people have pointed to the Big Ten because the Big Ten has been both you know, a bit cautious and proactive when it comes to this. You know, last time I think I was on the show, the the president at the University of Michigan was still unsure if college football uh, would need to be played. And yeah, they, they were the first ones to go out and say conference only games. And it upset a lot of the other conferences who, who uh, didn't think it was going to happen or didn't know it was going to happen then. So th that's where people point because no, it, this whole thing, like nobody has wanted to really be the first person to do it. Everybody's been waiting for somebody else to do it. UConn becomes the first FBS team to, to, to make a change. The Mac finally does it. And but along the way, it surprises people, uh, upsets people in certain in ways. And yeah, people point to the Big Ten. I, I I think, like I said, I think the rest of the group of five are probably going to wait to see what the rest of the Power Five do uh, for that cover. And Rutgers, Michigan State, you know, like you said, we'll have to see, I guess. Well, I, I'm curious because the Power Five, if, if say it's the Big Ten or, or the, the Pac-12 or somebody like that, they would be the first one really giving something up because UConn was down to two games. So... It, it, they don't weren't really going to have a season anyway. The Mac, there's a serious financial issue there. Now there's a there's a financial component to any decision in the Big Ten or the Pac-12, but it's kind of the other direction where if you cancel, that means you are giving up money that you would have gotten and and a significant amount of money. 
And so that's the part that I wonder, will they, will they continue to push that as far as they can? Or is somebody going to say, all right, this is what I've been leaning toward all along. This is what, you know, my president and this president, and this president have been leaning toward. So we're going to do it. Cause I do wonder, I, I feel like if one power five league does it, the other four are going to have to follow whether they want to or not. And I, I, I can assure you the sec and the big 12, whether they're presidents want to, which is a, a little bit different population, their constituents do not. So there would be a big backlash there. The Big Ten, I think it's it's kind of a mix. There's there's some constituents that would love to see them play, and some that, that think they should shut it down. And I just it, it feels like it's a it's a really tough debate to have if you're a bunch of university presidents because you're going to get killed no matter what you decide here. Yeah, and it, our, our colleague Matt Fortuna wrote that in uh, his story Sunday about five reasons why uh, other leagues haven't canceled yet and i mean the mac did give up something there you know there's that 90 million dollar group of five play payout for the playoff that gets split among them and you know if everybody else follows suit maybe things will change but the mac's not sure if they'll get that money if, if a fall season happens and yeah that that you know these things are left up to the presidents and i think that's something a lot of fans have not fully understood uh as well as your, your coach can want something your athletic director can want something but it really comes down to the presidents and a lot of these decisions along the way, the ADs have only kind of figured out what was going on at the last minute. There hasn't been a lot of communication and planning. And <laughs> yeah, the communication has not been great among no, anybody. No, a different. It, it's it, funny because the yeah. the commissioners of the Power Five talked every day for for months, and then everybody else was surprised in the Big Ten conference conference only. So yeah, communication has not done so well in the era of the zoom meeting yeah these, i mean these college leaders th that's why i was a little bit skeptical of that idea that the power five would break off and form their own deal because they can't even get football scheduling together on the same page like they're supposed to create their own organization out of the blue just to save the fall but uh yeah it's it's, it's been a problem but yeah if one league goes if the big 10 goes it's hard to see everybody else going forward yeah i it, it's interesting because i mean I, when all of this started and Nobody knew what was going to happen. You have people say, well, you know, what if the SEC just plays football by itself? What would that be like? And you know, there, there's no way that happens. No, no, no. That's never going to happen. And now I'm kind of wondering, wait, wait, let's say the Big Ten and the Pac-12 did go this week and, and decided to cancel. Would the SEC and the, and the Big 12 get together and be like, now we could do this? Yeah, a lot of those... I don't think I don't think they would, but I mean... I'll I'm not so sure anymore. I mean, a lot of those questions, right, that we had at the very beginning of this thing that were brushed aside by commissioners and ADs back then are now back to the forefront because nobody thought we'd be here. Nobody thought we wouldn't have this thing figured out by now. Um, and, and and we don't. And now the tough decisions uh, that everybody pushed off and pushed off and pushed off have to be made. Before we get back to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Indochino. Yeah, it's going to be a, a wild week probably in college sports because somebody's going to have to come to a head and, and there's going to have to be a decision made to go forward or not. I think we're, we're probably about to that point, whether that's this week, maybe into next week, but we're probably to that point because you saw the Big Ten pause football practices because they were about to get to the point where everybody got in full pads and started starting hitting each other. And there's really no need to do that if you're not going to have a season. So that part was very interesting to me that that's, that's where they decided to press the pause button because that does suggest that this is they're going to have the big existential discussion and they're going to make a decision. Because 
at some point you really do have to decide, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to not now understand that we're going to do this means you could, you could stop at any time, but you really need to, to kind of get both feet in the water. Now, one thing I, I, I found interesting, Chris, the last few days, Trevor Lawrence at Clemson says, Hey, you know, if there's a season in the fall, I'm in for it. Uh, it certainly looks like Justin Fields at Ohio state is in for it. Uh, Pat Fryermuth is, is sending Bill Murray gifts out to say that, that he's not planning on opting out right now. So it looks like there, there's a group of players that, that really does want to play, even the ones that, that we thought might try to opt out. And then you've got this, this bigger group, which if you've been listening to the show, I've been telling you, most players want to play, and you're seeing it. There's the I want to play hashtag on Twitter. I think players have made themselves, for the most part, very clear. They're, they're the groups in the Big Ten and the Pac-12 that want to negotiate some stuff, and that is, by all means, they're right. But I think even those guys, if you ask them, they still want to play for the most part. So that's the piece that that I think a lot of people are getting hung up on is those guys, for the most part, want to play, and they're probably not going to get a vote. Yeah, I mean, players aren't a monolith. You know, different teams, different players have different opinions. You know, UCF paused a practice the other day because players were having concerns. I, I think Syracuse. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think kids want to play, but they want to play where it's safe. And 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 for, for the most part, like I said, everybody has different takes on different things. Only the Pac-12 players were threatening an actual boycott. The Big Ten didn't. The Mountain West players didn't. And as far as I've seen so far, no Pac-12 players have actually sat out yet, uh, though though discussions with Larry Scott are, are ongoing. So, you know, some players it makes sense not to play. Some, some players it does. You know, Michigan State's had four guys opt out. You know, it's just, you know, coaches have tried to say players want to play, players want to play. And that's largely true, but it's not 100% true. And I think it's just important to remember that, you know, everybody kind of has a different take and a different viewpoint on this, and, and that's okay. Today's show is sponsored by Artifact. Artifact sets you up with a professional interviewer to capture stories about important people or things in your life. Basically, it is a personalized podcast episode featuring you or your family. I would love to have one of these with my mom telling our family history to my kids who never got a chance to meet her. It would have been wonderful for them to be able to hear that in her voice. So I'm trying to do the same thing. I ordered my first artifact to talk about my time as maybe the worst walk-on offensive lineman in SEC history. Uh, that's very kind of formative part of my life, and I want them to know, to know about it, and I want them to be able to hear it, and maybe you know, my grandkids, great-grandkids, maybe they'll get to hear it too. Uh what you do, you go to HeyArtifact.com. I told them a few basic things about what I wanted my story to be about. Then I answered a few pre-interview questions and scheduled my interview, and that only took a couple of minutes. And then I had my interview. I had a professional reporter contact me and took me all the way through the story, you know, made sure I filled in gaps if I'd missed something, made sure it was going to sound great. Uh, it was a very cool experience. It was weird being on the other side of it, to be honest. I'm, I'm usually the person doing the interviewing and, and writing the story or recording it for the podcast. So, uh, But it was pretty cool. And I tell you what, they do a great job. They make you feel like you are the star of this show. And it's, it's great. I cannot wait to hear it. Uh, their professional editors and sound engineers take care of the editing, which... Having done a few edits on these things, I'm glad I don't have to deal with that. 
So I'll be sharing that episode with you when it's ready next week. But for now, you can go to heyartifact.com and hear some awesome samples, tons of ways to use Artifact to capture stories with your friends and family. So when you're ready to make an Artifact of your own, use code Andy to get $40 off your first one. That's heyartifact.com, H-E-Y-A-R-T-I-F-A-C-T.com, and use the code Andy for $40 off. Oh, yeah. It's a personal decision at this point. And I think that the leagues have done the right thing by saying, look, if you opt out, we'll honor your scholarship and you'll still be in good standing and and it's not going to get you kicked off the team. And I think that's that's pretty much all you can do at this point. I think I think actually on that point, what you're starting to see more players ask for is if they sit out or if they get sick and can't play the season, they want that year of eligibility back. And that's something that more and more the, the, the player groups are pushing for. That's stuff that's going to need to be figured out because in, in announcing that UConn, UConn saying that they weren't going to play the season, I asked David Benedict, the athletic director, what that meant for eligibility. And he was pretty confident that the NCAA will give those guys their year back, probably if they don't have a red shirt available, especially the seniors. Like the spring sports, that's what they did. They gave the spring sport year, uh, athletes their year back but left it up to the schools whether or not they'll pay for their scholarship. So that's something we're going to have to figure out, too, if more and more players are opting out, whether or not they actually get that year back, not just that they keep their scholarship. Well, it is going to be an interesting one because that's one thing I I talked to an AD about a few weeks ago, and they were this is a Power 5 AD, and they were talking about what happens if things shut down and then all the players who couldn't play this year do get the year back. How do you pay for that? And then also, do you adjust the scholarship rules to pay? Because in in football, because there's so many players on scholarship, you might have to adjust the rules for three or four years Mm -hmm. to get it back to normal. And that's the part that I think they're going to have to figure out. That's going to be a if if they wind up canceling, that is going to be a big argument between the different Power Five leagues and different schools within Power Five leagues because they're all going to have different opinions on how they want it to go. Uh, the, the ones with more money are going to be like, we don't care, we'll pay for whatever. The ones with less money are going to be like, we can't really afford to, to pay for those extra scholarships because we've already promised scholarships to these incoming freshmen. So y- you've got, you got quite a few arguments that will be had even if everything gets shut down. Now, one thing that... that I kind of glossed over at the beginning and I, I need to get back to Chris is when the Mac canceled, it was not necessarily with the idea that there would be no football season. We'll call it the 2020 football season, but it might happen in 2021 that there, there would be a possibility of a spring season. That's something that so far the people in the power five have been very resistant to that idea. But do you think, you know, with one canceling and, and maybe we'll see more that suddenly that idea will have a resurgence because again, these schools would like to play football and, and get the money for it. A month ago, there were multiple Mac ADs who told me they thought it might be better anyway. And in Miami, Ohio athletic director, David Saylor made the same point. He said, you know, by spring, maybe we have a vaccine. Maybe we can have big crowds. Maybe that financially is better for us uh, anyway. And, and, and he, Sailor said that ESPN has talked with the league about, you know, airing games in the spring and they have interest in doing that. Maybe there's spring action in, in, in midweek or something like that. So that's still on the table. Obviously, things have to be better by then. But but 
you know, the flip side is people say, hey, how are you going to play two seasons in one year? You know, injuries are certainly a concern, but some coaches have, have made the point to me that, you know, they're already going through spring practice. You know, they're doing three at least three scrimmages, 15 practices, what have you. And playing a, say it's eight, nine game season wouldn't be all that different compared to what they do before. It would certainly be more. Well, it'd be more grueling, but that it wouldn't, I, it wouldn't I, be I, like they're doing nothing. I will give you the the results of a survey that hasn't happened yet that I can predict with absolute 100% accuracy. If you tell a bunch of football players, you're going to get to play a bunch of games instead of going through your off-season workouts, <laughs> 100% of them will take the games. That too. Exactly. 100%. Now, look, you're not going to have a lot of the draft-bound guys, but guess what? You weren't going to have a lot of those anyway. You know, the, the, You're looking at the people opt-out. There were going to be a bunch of opt-outs if you go to spring. There are going to be a bunch of opt-outs if you play this fall. So I don't think that's necessarily the biggest concern. You mentioned ESPN being potentially interested in, in Maction in March or whatever they want to call it. I think if ESPN and Fox would go ahead and tell the Power 5 folks, hey, we, we'd be down for it. We'll give you the same amount of money. We're, we're good with it. I think that would probably help them in terms of their decision-making process. Because, you know, one one thing that's kind of shocked me since the beginning of this was the absolute resistance of a, you know, to a spring season. Because my thinking initially was, oh, well, the longer you wait, the more likely you can have fans in the stands. And I would think if you have a 100,000-seat stadium, you'd like to fill that and, and take the money for the tickets. So why wouldn't you just wait till the spring? And then... I had some ADs explain why why they don't want to, and it's basically that you have to keep everything up and running until you know through the fall, and then if something were to happen in December or January, and all of a sudden you couldn't play in the spring, you would have dug in a, a much deeper hole for yourself financially than even what they're looking at right now. So I do understand some of that reluctance, but I think if the TV networks were to say, "Look, we're fully on board with this, we'll give you the full amount." I think that they would think about it. Yeah, I, I mean, again, it's contingent on things getting better. A vaccine probably needing to happen. And, you know, December, January is flu season. You expect numbers will probably go up then. You know, it was, you know, there was theorizing that the virus would go away in the summer when it got hot out. And that clearly has not been the case. So we, we don't know the answers to these virus, to, to the virus questions. And, um, yeah, it makes sense to it, it makes sense for those IDs to want to hold off spring until the very last moment, until they absolutely have to. Uh, and I, I get not wanting to speak it into existence for now, be fully against it until you have no choice, and then I'm sure that they'd be open to it. Yeah, and that's that's what I keep thinking now as this moves a little bit more forward. Obviously, they're still trying to play in the fall in the Power Five, and they, they've done all the different things to try to help them do it. The SEC and the Pac-12 have delayed the start of the season. The Big Ten has released a schedule that allows for all sorts of different flexibility if they if they decide to play in the fall. So I get that part of it. But I, I think you may be right. I think it may be a case where if ultimately they decide they don't want to play in the fall, that very quickly they suddenly like the idea of playing in the spring and start trying to work on something like that. Because why would you let an entire football season just go? Why would you let all of those millions of TV dollars just go if there's any way to get them? Yeah, you know, it, it, they'll 
if they if they need to make it work, they'll make it work. There's going to be problems. It's not ideal. You have resources that are going to be overburdened if everybody's playing in the spring. Nobody's saying spring is the easiest idea or that spring should be permanent or that, you know, it's no problem. But if it has to get to that point, I think they'd be pretty open to making it happen because there's going to be a lot of money on the line. You want to give players games to play and, you know, hopefully it's safe by then. Yeah, and the thing is I, I... – I think you're right. I think they will continue trying to play until the in the fall until they absolutely feel like they can't. And the Mac got to that point on Saturday where they absolutely felt like they could not do it in the fall. We'll see if that happens with the Power Five. I mean, there's a chance it could happen within the next week or so. And if, if it happens with one league, then the other leagues have to make a choice. That's where the, the, the spring thing could be a bigger discussion is if one league, let's say the Big Ten... And I think if the Big Ten does something that we can expect, the Pac-12 would probably do something similar. But let's say if they do that, then I think you probably have a discussion. Like Big 12 has a Fox contract and an ESPN contract, just like the Big Ten and the Pac-12. Do they go to Fox and ESPN and say, all right, if you're going to do something for those guys, would you do it for us? And if they do, maybe maybe you decide to do the same thing. So – it's going to be a lot of wheeling and dealing. And that's the part that Chris, I think this has been the hardest thing is everybody's doing all this wheeling and dealing. They're, they're making these decisions and nobody has good information. Nobody has all the information. You just had a list of things that we all thought would happen that didn't happen. So I, it's hard for me to, to be too hard on these guys in terms of their decision-making processes, because they're really flying blind here. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad for everybody involved. I feel bad for the players who are working and don't know what they're going to do. I feel bad for the coaches who don't know what to tell their players. Uh, I feel bad for the ADs who have to handle a million different things, talk to parents, tell kids their sports got cut, all sorts of stuff. It's just a bad situation all around. It's, It's not like, you know, someone's trying to get the upper hand on somebody else here. It's just, It's just a really tough situation for everybody and and you know even the, the you know the tv networks we just talked about you know they've they've got advertising inventory laid out for the fall and if there's no college football where does that go they got cable providers saying hey we're not going to pay your subscriber fee if yeah. you don't give us some more live sports I yeah mean, it's it's tough this is everybody down the chain is having to deal with this and that's why you're seeing this weird decision making pro and you know, it's not a pro league where there's a commissioner and a group of owners and they all get together and they talk. There's there's a lot of people in charge. There's a lot of cooks in this kitchen. And what you get is a is a mess of a stew here. But I will say one thing, Chris. I, I, I know you probably read this story, too, from our friend Bruce Feldman. What happened with the Kent State football team before they found out the news? Basically, they, they knew the news was coming. And they said, hey, coach, before you tell us, can we just do special teams at practice? And so for 15 minutes, they did special teams. And, I mean, that, that tells you all you need to know about why we care so much about this stupid sport and why, why it would hurt so bad if they cancel. But, you know, God bless those players and, and just, just wanting to be out there with your teammates for 15 more minutes. Yep. I, I talked to a Mac player Friday morning, like right after the news broke, and he was just like, you know, guys are – are devastated. We the day before we had 
put on pads for the first time and we were hitting and it felt like the season was finally here and things were getting back to normal. And then the next day they get hit with this. And, and it's just, it's tough for everybody of seniors who, who don't know what, what their future is, if they're ever going to be able to play another game or something like that. And uh, yeah, it's just real, again, it's just a real sad situation all around for, for everybody involved in this. Well, Chris, thank you so much. Hopefully next time we have a little happier topic the next time we have you on. Let's do it. But <laughs> I appreciate you helping break all this down because it's, it's pretty complicated and there's a lot of moving parts. And uh, folks, I, I know it's not the most fun listen in the world, but hopefully you understand a little better about what happened and, and why the Mac isn't playing and, and what might happen here in the Power Five. I'm hoping for, for a more fun conversation on Wednesday. Don't know if I can give you one, but... We're hoping for it, just like those Kent State players. Just, just 15 more minutes. Little, we're, we're just going to do special teams. Thanks for, thanks for listening.